Hello, I'm Dr. Gloria Horsley, and I'm her daughter, Dr. Heidi Horsley. Heidi and I want to welcome you to Open to Hope Conversations, the podcast. We believe that the greatest gift you can give yourself after a loss is hope, using this moment to connect with others who have not only survived, but thrived. So let's get started. Hi, Heidi. Hi, Mom. Oh, we got a great show today. We're going to talk about family dynamics after death. And, you know, I'm a big on that. And we've got an actor and an author and a wonderful guy who's going to be on. You want to introduce him, Hyde? Sure, Mom. We're going to be talking today with Daniel Kenner. And we're going to be talking about creatively coping with parent loss. And we talked to Daniel right before the show and let him know that our number one search for Open to Hope, Unopen to Hope, is, is the death of a parent. And that is exactly what Daniel's going to be talking about today. And there he is. Hello, Daniel. Hi there, Heidi. Hi, Gloria. Hi, Daniel. It's great to have you on the show today. We're excited. Ladies, thank you so much. I've heard so many kind things with you. Right when my book came out, I got to work with Jordan Ferber on his podcast. And he said so many nice things about you when we kind of talked about him and Russell. Daniel lost both of his parents within four weeks which I of each other, which is unbelievable. Um, Daniel, I know that your dad, let's see, your mom died of cancer and your dad had dementia and as yeah. I said, died within a month of each other, right? Yeah, then we're actually coming up on the sixth year, almost the sixth year anniversary of my dad's diagnosis. He was diagnosed with FTD on Valentine's Day, 2013. And then four months later, my mom was diagnosed with colon cancer. And then we're actually coming up on two years of my dad's death date, I guess you would call it, February 20th, which actually is also corresponds when I was in high school in our group, our best friend Nick O'Neill died in the station nightclub fire. So that was kind of like the first little tragedy we had. So they share a date and then my mom's birthday will come up on March 6th. And then her death two year anniversary will be March 16th. But this year I get to celebrate it at a friend's wedding. So there's always a little silver lining kind of Wow. Something to look forward to. It's not been that long. And I know that you were the co-author of a book called Room for Grace. And that is yeah. about your mom's daily struggles and how she stayed really positive as she was dying, right? I, I needed some kind of a project. I was finding myself really, really depressed in 2013. My best friend's parents also passed away that year. One of my friends ended up getting a brain tumor. I had a really bad breakup that year. And then obviously this gargantuan grief of kind of figuring out this turbulence of the new normal. I needed a new, a new project. So my mom and I kind of came up with an idea of doing an oral history. I always yeah. joked that my dad was my favorite parent. He was always mischievous and really sly, kind of eccentric. We were losing kind of that energy from my dad and those stories. and. And I really didn't want to lose those. So I found myself starting to record some of my dad's stories. And, and then on my 30th birthday, my mom, you know, we were told that it was time to go on hospice. Wow. And so at that point, we said, listen, I need to get more of my mom's stories on tape. My mom was so cool. Uh, my mom's name was Maureen. And she knew at age 12 what she wanted to be. She, her dream was to be a special education teacher. And she got to live her dream for 35 years. I, I thought that was so cool to have a parent who and got to live her dream. I love yeah. a picture of her on your, your webpage with her and her students. 
I, I love that photo too. That ended up being her last first day photo. Wow. And she really loved taking like the first day photo and watching how the children would change throughout the year. And so that was the last first day photo. We decided that we were going to do an oral history project. And so we went away for a week and we kind of literally talked about growing up. We talked about our dreams. We talked about what it was like to be a mom and a teacher and a wife. And my mom's roles were changing a lot. She, you know, she was a teacher and a mom and a wife, and then she had to become a caregiver. And then she ultimately had to become a patient. And I think it was really difficult for my mom. So being able to have this project for each other, I think was really beneficial and healthy for both of us. It was really scary for me. I live in New York City and I would be going home, you know, at the beginning, probably for the first year and a half, maybe every four to six weeks. And every time I went home, the normal had shifted and it had changed. And it was really scary for me because I would try to be prepared the next time. And yet there was a new normal and it kept changing. Wow. And so I needed kind of a project to say, listen, I'm going to stay and I need something to work on. And I couldn't think of anything better than to give my mom, you know, a preservation project. Right. And I think it made her really proud to know that she did get to live the life of her dreams. and. Yeah, so Room for Grace came out in October. How did you feel when you held that first book in your hands? <laughs> Glory, it's pretty cool. One of the most special things was after they both passed away that I got to go to work every day listening to my parents' voices. Wow. And, you know, I had 30 hours of oral history on tape. And so some days it was, it was very, very difficult trying to navigate their voices and these stories of our lives. But in another sense, I was so comforted by the fact that I got to work with my mom and dad for a little bit longer than I guess, you know, we were the time we were given. Yeah. I, I don't have any regrets. I feel so fortunate. I've been so lucky. The book has been out now for four months. I think it makes really nice connections between kind of the stories. My, my mom was always so inspired by her children. And I think she, those lessons really hit home when she was sick and when she was caregiving for my father. And so the book is kind of a nice parallel between what's going on in our home with nice kind of reveries and memories that my mom had of some of these stories that stuck out from 35 years in, in public education. Yes. Yeah. Next project. I'm really trying to figure it out, Gloria. I've written two short plays of just, I went out to New Mexico last year and I stayed there for about two weeks. And I ended up writing about a hundred pages of dialogue that just kind of came through my gut and through my instincts of just mom and dad's voices. So I basically have the outline for two different plays. Mm -hmm. and, and I'm really trying to figure it out. Some days I feel so strong and other days... I feel a little aimless and I'm in that middle ground right now of trying to figure out what does come next. This project was so heavy and so monumental and so important. And I'm trying to figure out what do I do now? I'm really trying to listen to what I'm supposed to create next, I guess. And, and so, so Daniel, your parents have been dead for two years. Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah, it'll be coming up on February 20 and March 16. That's a really short amount of time. I know. So and yet I, it's, it feels I, like an eon. It, but yeah, I know what you mean. So what I'm wondering is, I mean, even the idea of saying the word death to you was hard for me because I don't want to say that word to you because I feel like you're early in the, the grief process. 
What I'm wondering is how are you finding hope? Heidi, I think the honest truth is through community. We couldn't have done this without the people in our community. They never said no for four years for my mom and dad's illness. Wow. People were at our house all the time with, and it obviously helped we, we kind of worked through a website called Caring Bridge. What's your community now? That's a different community. What are sure. you doing now for community? I think right now my community is about finding more voices through tragedy and making more deep and meaningful connections. I think that's my, I, I think that has to be my path. I, I think that's kind of where I'm aimed right now. I think I am ready to kind of get back in there and get away from my own story a little bit and kind of work within an ensemble and work with other people and work with so many new stories. I feel pretty whole and I feel like I do have a lot to contribute. I feel like my heart is beating pretty, pretty holy. And Let me ask you a question. Yeah. You're kind of an orphan. Yeah. Have you thought about that? I have, I have, but I still have two amazing grandparents and I've had some aunts and uncles who have really, really stepped up amazingly. Well, you know what? I remember when uh, I was uh, older than you, but uh, not too much, but when my mother died, my father had already died, I remember a moment where I did think, wow, I'm on my own now. I don't have anybody to answer to. This is really <laughs> weird. But a little liberating, too. strange thing. <laughs> Daniel just said it's liberating, Mom. Did you find that also? I did. Wow. There was a moment when you said, that's it, it's me. Okay, tell us how to get your book. Uh, the book is on Amazon, it's on Barnes & Noble, and then we also have our website, roomforgrace.org. And we're doing something special, just kind of in the spirit of my mom and dad. We're donating 10% of every purchase. So for every thousand books, we're choosing different charities and nonprofits. So for the first thousand books, we worked with an organization called Eye to Eye. And Eye to Eye started in my mom's room for classroom. And what they do is they send men, uh, mentors with handicaps into the classroom to work with students with the same handicapped. Okay. And our next one that we'll be working with will be the American Cancer Society Brooklyn. All right. I love it. Well, thank you so much for being on the show today. You are fantastic. And we're going to watch you. Well, again, thank you so much for being on the show. And you, oh, thank, thank you, you for the things that you're doing for the world. And I know your mom is and dad are there inspiring you on always. Great. I agree. I agree I mom. And thank you for honoring your parents, Daniel. And also for showing us how you can reach out to your grandparents and your aunts and uncles. They, they don't replace your parents. No. But they're there for you in a different way, and I love that. We want to thank everybody for watching the show today, and we always want to remind you that if you've lost hope, please lean on ours until you find your own, and God bless. I'm Dr. Heidi Horsley. You have been listening to Open to Hope, the podcast. You can follow Open to Hope on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. To learn more, visit us at opentohope.com and go to Apple Podcasts to subscribe. I'm Dr. Gloria Horsley. Join us again next week for another Open to Hope conversation, where we invite you to lean on our hope until you find your own.